This sermon is titled Anchored, an encouraging word to be anchored in intimacy, in purpose and in truth. Be enriched as you listen. Today I I want to talk about uh, being anchored in God. Okay, being anchored in God or being stable in God. I know even as uh, as um, a church family, as people of God, as a nation, right? Even across the globe, we've been through so many things over the past, uh, um, you know, over one and a half years. Uh, and uh, things have, things may not have been easy uh, for for many of us, and at a very personal level. Um, and yet, you know, I just want to bring a word of encouragement uh, to lift our spirits and um, uh, to 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 just tell us to uh, hold on to God. You know to not let anything sway us away from the promise that we have in God for us. So um, so I have titled my sermon for this morning as Anchored. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about. You know, we, we do have uh, wonderful uh, times, uh, seasons that we go through in our lives, but then there are these difficult times as well, right? And uh, during the difficult times, challenges, it's not very easy to remain stable. Um, but... You know, for a believer, for a believer, uh, it is important to be steadfast. You know, our graph, uh, it's normal for us to uh, feel the feelings and, you know, go through the struggles in our minds, uh, go through the thoughts. And yet, you know, our, our faith graph, uh, God calls us to keep it steady. Okay, keep it steady, keep it, um, uh, uh, you know above whatever line that is, but you know what I mean, right? So keep the graph stable uh, and continue to be steadfast in God. Uh, the psalmist writes in Psalm 112 and verse 7, uh, he says um, that a person who believes in God, his heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. So we function out of our place of trust. We function out of our place of dependence on God. So our heart is steadfast. No matter what we go through, our heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. What is steadfast? From the Greek word, when we look at it, um, uh, it's pronounced uh, kun. It's Greek to me, so (laughs) forgive me if, if it is not the right pronunciation. But it means to be erect, to remain fixed uh, or to remain firm, okay? Uh, and also, you know, we, we can use other words to describe that, to be steady, to be secure, to be strong, to be unshaken, to be confident, to be settled. So, you know, it's possible for someone who trusts in the Lord to remain in that manner, to remain steady, right, in the face of whatever it is that we may be going through. So what are the things that could cause a believer to, to sway away from God? You know, uh, we, we, have, um, we have studied and uh, even in the overcoming series, we talked about how uh, the, the enemies that we have can be internal and they can be external at the same time. We have the flesh within us and you know, all the things that the flesh brings uh, to us as, as temptations, uh, all, that can be, that can uh, try to sway us away from God. And at the same time, you know, we have the world. The world meaning the standards of the world. You know, uh, John writes, you have the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, uh, the pride of life. So the, the world system out there is also um, ready to get us. Okay? Um, and we have a very active enemy. 
the apostle Peter, no, he says that uh, uh, the enemy, he's, he's waiting. He's waiting to, to find someone to devour. So we do have enemies in the world outside uh, of the spiritual kind. And of course, within ourselves, we, we have to overcome the challenges that the flesh brings to us. So uh, if we are not strong in God, if you're not stable in God, you know, all of these things can sway us. And we could face you know, different challenges. We could face uh, lust. We could face uh, discouragement. We could face disappointment. You know, there can be distractions that come our way. So uh, whatever it is, whatever it is that, that we are facing, we are experiencing, you know, we can still stand as overcomers. And we've seen that you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear. And in the book of Romans, Romans 8, verse 37, uh, it tells us that yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. So we stand as conquerors. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. And God's word exhorts us and reminds us that we are born of God. 1 John 5 and verse 4 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory, even our faith. So as God's people, as those who have been born from above, you know, we can um, overcome with faith. We can walk in triumphant victory that God provides for us every time against any enemy that you and I may be facing. So is it possible for a believer to stand strong, to remain steady at all times? Yes, most definitely. Now we can stand steady in the Lord. You know, I'm reminded of what Jesus said um, while, while building a house. If someone builds the house on the rock, right? Seasons change. There could be rains, there could be winds. There can be all kinds of things that come at that house. But it remains standing. So as long as we build our lives on the Lord, trusting in the Lord and standing strong in the word of God, the house will stand or the faith will, will remain and we will walk as overcomers. So this morning, I just want to use the picture of an anchor. Okay? And that's quite self-explanatory. An anchor holds a ship you know, at the harbor uh, and uh, the, the ship... It doesn't just move away. So it, it stands steady till such time, uh, you know, whenever the, the crew wants to take it on another voyage. So an anchor is what a ship needs to remain steady. So today I want to share three keys which will help us as believers remain steady in God. So the first key that I will be talking about is uh, the key of intimacy so for us as believers to remain steady in God, the first thing we need is to be anchored in intimacy. The second anchor that we must have in our lives is um, that of being anchored in purpose or God's purpose. And the third one is to be anchored in the truth of God's word. So three keys that, you know, we will go over um, uh, quickly. But then, you know, these three keys uh, will give us 
that stability and security in our lives. So the first one here is remaining anchored in intimacy. Remaining anchored in intimacy. And I'm reminded of the life of Jesus. Okay, uh, wasn't easy at all for the Son of God. You know, just think about his beginning. Um, he was born in a manger. Uh, and then, yes, as he lived through his life, we would think that the Son of God will have it all easy. But, you know, uh, that wasn't the case. So he worked as a carpenter, was faithful to his family. And then, you know, at, at some point when it was time for him to step out in the ministry, he did, but you know, then there was uh, a lot of opposition. There were um, so many challenges that he faced. And towards you know, the, the um, end of his lifetime, when he did what God called him to do, which is to be crucified on the cross, you know, he faced uh, just about every human challenge that you and I uh, could face. You know, rejection, accusation, um, uh, you know, so many different things that he actually had to face as the son of God. But his walk was one of stability. His walk was one of strength. So what gave Jesus that security you know, as he journeyed through life? That's a question we ask. And as we see the life of Jesus, it's quite plain and clear that the anchor which he had as the son of God was his relationship with the father. Now, he was intimate with the father. Now, he related closely with the father. We see that scriptures tell us that Jesus was in the bosom of the father. Bosom of the father has to do with being in the embrace of the father. And just considering his lifestyle, as we go through the gospels, uh, we, we can note the amount of time that he spent communing with the father. Okay, so that's how, you know, that, that strength uh, and that stability which he could draw out of his relationship with the Father was so evident in his life. So Jesus was anchored in intimacy. He was in the bosom of the Father. And Jesus, many times, um, particularly in uh, John chapter 5, verses 17 and 19, you know, he says that, I do what I see the Father do. So he was directed, closely directed by the Father. And there came, you know, there came the strength um, that Jesus had and the strength which with, with which Jesus walked out of his intimate walk with the Father. So today I want to remind us, church, that our strength lies in our intimacy with God. Our strength lies in our intimacy with the Father. Now, Many of us, I know we can boast of our relationship with God, okay? which is wonderful. We accept God, we come into a relationship with him, and that's the starting point. Okay? We carry that all along, our faith journey. But beyond relationship, beyond relationship, a deep fellowship, a deep communion is the invitation which we have before us. And that's what God has called us to do. And the Apostle John writes about it. You know, he says, fellowship with the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So you know, come deeper, come closer to God. Know Him intimately. And then this kind of intimacy, you know, what can it cause in our lives? We will, we will look at a couple of things that it will do for us. But in the life of Jesus, 
he had come to a place of great dependence on God. Great dependence on God. And in that place of intimacy, he found his confidence. He found his validation. You know, a lot of people said negative things about him, but he was confident in what the father had called him to do. So the father's word validated him, you know, gave him that strength and security. He partnered with the father in everything that he did in his ministry. It was a partnership with the father. And, you know, we read how Jesus, out of this place of intimacy, it was not just about doing things, but he became the best reflection. He is the best reflection of the father. Intimacy caused him to be that right reflection of the father in terms of character, in terms of power, right? in terms of everything. He became the right reflection of the father. So, intimacy is what we are called to and when we are intimate with when we are intimate with god uh, when we have this deep personal knowing of who god is and we, when we are walking closely with him you know we will we will reap of the many benefits uh, right uh, from that relationship and from that fellowship we see in scripture in the book of daniel chapter 11 and verse 32 now we are told that those who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Amen? Amen? In every season, in every season, those, they that know their God or function from a place of intimacy will do great exploits for God, for the kingdom of God. And that's a place of incredible stability. It's a place from where you know, we can accomplish mighty things for the glory of God. It starts off there. And Jesus reminded us, even in John chapter 15, we read about this where you know, Jesus talks about him being the vine and us being the branches. Now how can a branch live if it is disconnected from the vine? It is only good enough to be picked up. You know, it will probably dry up in some time and then burnt. But when the branch is connected to the life of the vine. Or the believer is closely connected, constantly connected to the life of Christ. What happens? The life of Christ begins to supply, begins to nurture, begins to you know, seep into every part of our being. And the branch becomes a fruit-bearing branch. Right? So, God is calling us. What Jesus was saying is, he said, remain connected to me. Let my life touch you every day. Let my life touch you know, your every thought, your, your everything that you are going through. Let me be a part of it. And as long as you are connected, well connected to the Father, what happens? You and I become fruit-bearing branches. We will bear fruit. John 15, 5. I am the wine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. But without me, you can do nothing. Okay, so fruitfulness, fruitfulness comes from a place of intimacy with God. Intimacy will also stabilize us in God's love. In Ephesians 3, we read that the height, the width, the depth of the love of God uh, and that we may know this love 
of Christ which passes knowledge. So it stabilizes our hearts. You know, sometimes our mind can throw many thoughts at us and question us. Why is this happening? I'm trusting God, but why am I still experiencing these uh, symptoms of sickness in my body? There can be so many thoughts that that bog us down or bring doubt uh, within us. And yet, when we are intimate with the Lord and we know who this God is, the God you know that the scriptures talk about, uh, we can receive from that love. We know at, at the end of the day, you know, God's love engulfs me. God's love uh, secures me in him. So no matter what I go through, even if I'm waiting for the promise of God and it's taking really long for that promise to be fulfilled, you know, I know that God loves me. I'm stable and established in the love of God. So uh, intimacy with God gives us that sense uh, of being established in the love of God. And intimacy equips us for the return of Christ. In the parable that Jesus talked about of the ten virgins, one of the requirements that the virgins um, needed was to have sufficient oil when the bridegroom comes, comes back or the bridegroom returns. Five of them end up having enough and five of them don't. Okay? But what is that oil? That oil is the oil of intimacy that every single believer can have, can develop personally with the Lord and be prepared for the return of Christ. So intimacy with God is everything. And that's the example that Jesus has given us. I want to touch on another anchor. The first anchor is intimacy. So be anchored in intimacy. The second anchor here is purpose. To be anchored in purpose. Now, even as we look at the life of Jesus, you know, Jesus is always our best example. In Hebrews 12, 2, we see Jesus says that he is ready to walk into the purposes of God, even the difficult uh, purpose, which is to die on the cross, because he was looking at the joy ahead of him. What that purpose would accomplish for the kingdom of God. So he was looking ahead. And when we are looking ahead, we are able to go through some stuff. And those things don't crush us. So it is important for us to be anchored in purpose. Now the general purpose that God has for every human being, it is to to know God, to come into a relationship with God, to worship God, to honor God, to exalt Him, to glorify Him. That would be the general purpose. But As we study God's word, we also realize that God has a very specific plan and a purpose for every single individual. God has a dream for you. God has a dream for me. God has wonderful, amazing, um, you know, thoughts towards us. And he wants us to walk in those things. He wants us to enjoy, um, uh, you know, co-laboring together with him. And God uh, wants to see every child of his step into these purposes. Now, Paul wrote in Philippians 3.12, he said um, that not that I have already attained or uh, am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. So what is Paul saying? Paul is saying that there is a that for which there is a that for which, you know, for, for which Christ Jesus had taken a hold of him. And we do know that he was called you know, as, as an apostle to the Gentiles and there were purposes 
that were assigned to his life and that is the reason why you know paul understood god you took a hold of my life for these purposes and in the same way when we fix our eyes on the purpose of god for our lives you know we may encounter some closed doors okay we may encounter some um you know discouragements we may encounter different things but that doesn't stop us we continue to hold on to that for which christ jesus has taken hold of us so what are we actually saying basically we're saying life vision right life vision life assignments that god wants to hand each and every one of us when we get a hold of that it's not easy for you know the enemy whether internal external to sway us we can still remain on track and as we keep uh, keeping on on the track we will discover what is it that god has graced me with what are the gifts that god has put in my life what are the passions that i carry you know what what are the different causes for which you know my my uh, heart goes out you know my heart goes out to so we begin to discover all these things uh, and we can start moving uh, in a more focused way towards that vision towards those assignments that god has for each one of us so being anchored remaining anchored to the purpose is very very important you know uh, paul also um said this in acts 26:19 uh, we we see him describing his experience uh, and he says therefore king agrippa i was not disobedient to the heavenly vision now just considering the life of paul it was never easy you know in uh, different places we see you know he he um he got stoned um he so many things happen you know he also describes it shipwreck uh, i i was i went hungry you know i was sleepless so many different things happened in his life but you know in his affirmation to king agrippa describing his life he says you know what i know one thing what i did is i remained faithful or i was not disobedient to the heavenly vision so whatever it is that god has called me to do i stayed on track okay i didn't let anything distract me i didn't let anything break me i didn't let anything take me off track so staying anchored to the purpose that god has for us you know that again is is really important to keep us stable so we've looked at two anchors so far one is remaining anchored in intimacy the second one is to remain anchored in purpose and the third anchor that i want to talk about is to remain anchored in the truth of god's word john 17 17 jesus said sanctify them in the truth your word is truth and jesus describing himself he said i am the way the truth and the life so jesus is the truth he is the word and that word is the truth and we need to remain anchored in the truth we need to remain anchored in the word of god and as long as we are anchored in the word of god the truth of god's word the enemy cannot play mind games with us 
because we are renewed in our minds with the truth of God's word. So remaining anchored in the truth is extremely important. Truth about what? Truth about what? So uh, I, I'll just share three three aspects where uh, we must be careful to to know, to believe, and to uh, declare the the truth. The first one is to know the truth about God and know the truth about the gospel. In the Word of God teaches us who God is. Um, uh, the Word of God teaches us the nature of God. You know, through His covenant names, God has revealed uh, His promises to us. So we understand who God is. Now, when I go through a situation which might seem like a dead-end situation, for example, the case of Abraham and Sarah. You know, they were so old uh, and, and they did not have a child. And yet, there was a promise upon their lives, which was that God would give them a son. And it was not just that, but it was a grand promise of many descendants. Okay, just imagine that. An old couple here don't have even one son, and God is saying, I'm going to give you descendants. Okay. But we understand that Abraham knew the truth about God. He knew that this is the God who can do the impossible. Okay. He knew that this is the God who has created Right? He has created people, he's created the human body, he knows what he is talking about. And this is the God, you know, if uh, we consider Abraham's life and wonder, what would his days have been like? What would his, his thought patterns uh, have been like? Maybe he would have, some days he would have woken up saying, Amen, hallelujah, you know, I'm going to have a son and I'm going to have so many descendants like the stars in the sky and the sun, um, you know, on the show. And then there would have been days when he woke up and he's like, forget it, nothing is happening. Okay, and uh, uh, God, you know, if, if um, I don't know if you've changed your mind, but is that a new promise that you want to give me now because I'm tired of holding on to this old promise? Or he could have, you know, gone through all these things um, uh, through his life and wondered whether God will f- would fulfill the promise that he made to him. But, you know, the point that I want to make is he knew God. He understood that this God is able to do the impossible. Even, you know, at the point when God called him to sacrifice his son, he knew God. He knew that God was even capable of raising up that dead boy. So knowing who God is based on the truth of his word gives us revelation to walk or journey through our lives, journey through all kinds of situations and circumstances. So we need to know God for who he is as revealed by the truth of his word. Now, the second truth that we need to hold on to is the truth of the gospel. What uh, has been preached to us by the apostles, what has been, you know, preached to us by Jesus. So uh, we see several scriptures. I just want to uh, quote one here from 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. It says, beyond question, great is the mystery of godliness. He who was revealed in the flesh was vindicated in the spirit seen by angels proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. So a couple of things that have been made very clear about the Lord Jesus, that he was revealed in the flesh. He was 
very much man. Uh, and then uh, just a few things here, but you know, it doesn't, uh, doesn't cover everything. Uh, we also see how you know, he, uh, uh, he became you know our redemption and then he was taken up in glory so whatever he went through that has been recorded here so basically paul was telling timothy he was saying look the way we've preached christ to you i want you to hold on to that and one of the things that the apostles were instructing the church at that time is to be very cautious about um, uh, you know the, the truth of the gospel to not let that get diluted in any way and they uh, warned that in the, la- in the last days, that there would, be, um, there would be wrong teachings, there would be error, there would be, uh, you know, the spirit uh, of the Antichrist or opposing Christ, basically, and deception in the world. So it's important for us to have an anchor in the truth of the gospel. We believe that the Lord Jesus is the Son of God. He has come to redeem us. Right? Uh, and through him, we have eternal life. And we don't let any, anyone or any teaching, uh, any deceptive thoughts take that away from us. So remain anchored to the nature of God. Remain anchored to the gospel. Remain anchored to the truth of our identity in Christ. And, you know, we, we are talking about that in our series currently. Uh, and we know that it's really important. It's really important for us to see ourselves for who we are, and again, in Christ, which is anchored in God, in, um, in Christ and what he has done for us. So our identity in Christ, as long as we know who we are in Christ, you know, we will be like uh, David facing Goliath. David knew that he belonged to a God who can overcome even a giant. While others, they, they were skeptical. They didn't draw their identity from who God is. But here is David. He's planted, had a grip in the identity you know, that he had in God. And what did that make him do? You know, one of his first conquests, he took on Goliath. And yes, he toppled the giant. But for that, he needed to be anchored in the identity um, of his identity in Christ. So for us, again, to renew our minds to the fact that we are new creation, you know, we, we are uh, saved, healed, delivered, redeemed, blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant, and you know, praise God. He's given us this long list of what he has done for us in Christ Jesus. So we remain anchored in the truth of God's word. And talking about the truth of God's word, no, scripture also tells us that God has provided wisdom for everything pertaining to life. And it comes from scriptures. So anything that uh, is pertaining to life, uh, it could be, um, you know, uh, church, church life, how to do church life or work life. Uh, it, it could have to do with uh, family, uh, any, anything at all. God's word provides wisdom for us. So we base everything on the principles of God's word. And it's like building a house on the rock. And it remains no matter what comes our way. So uh, God has called us, as the church even, to uphold the truth, to be anchored in the truth and to uphold the truth. Uphold the truth about who God is, what the gospel is, our identity in Christ, 
and the wisdom of God's word for everything that concerns us. And as long as we are anchored in this way, we're anchored in intimacy with God, we're anchored in the purpose that God has for us, and anchored in the truth of God's word, we will remain stable. Uh, and I just want to take a few minutes, share a little bit about the early church, and then we will move into a time of uh, ministering to all of us. Um, the early church you know, was, I mean, the, the situations and circumstances that we see around us may be different in comparison to what they faced, but you know, they had challenges. They had internal challenges and they also had external challenges. But in the midst of those challenges, okay, and we, we especially read that there, uh, there was um, much uncertainty, there was persecution, all right? And so many things that they had to experience. But in the midst of that, they learned to remain anchored in God. So I just want to read a passage here that talks about the early church. Uh, this is from Acts chapter 4, verses 42 and 47. Okay, uh, even as I read this, maybe the worship team, if you could please come. That would be great. And also, I think the pastors would just like to invite. Yeah. So Acts chapter 4, verses 42 and 47, says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So we see a picture here of a church that is continuing strong in God. They were committed to the apostles' doctrine, or in other words, the truth of God's word. What, whatever was happening around them, it was still real. Those were the facts, and yet they knew that they must find their anchor in the truth of God's word. And you know, no way were they, gonna go, were they going to let that take, um, you know, uh, like put it away and, and make that the second priority. So anchored in the truth, they, were, they did that. Fellowship, fellowship. Okay? So they wanted to experience the presence of God, draw closer to who God is. And they were committed to that. They were committed to that relationship with God, that fellowship and communion with God. A breaking of bread, again, just going by the word, going by, um, uh, you know, being a part of that co covenant, proclaiming that covenant that God has made over the church. They were committed to that. They were committed to prayers. Okay, again, fellowship, intimacy with God. Um, and also you see here the, the element of brotherly love. They were committed to gather together, similar to what we have done today. I know all these days, though physically we were not together, but yes, you know, in one spirit, uh, we still worshipped with whatever opportunity we had. But praise God, now we have, uh, uh, you know, these open doors to gather in this manner. And the early church too, they were committed to that. They never, you know, let, gave that their um, second priority. And when they did this, you know, we see God working in their lives. So powerfully, we see that God granted them favor and the power and the glory of God rested upon the church. 
and it rested upon them in such a way that others could see it and there were so many other people who were added to the family they were added to the kingdom of god but it took a people in uncertain times in confusing times and all of that to remain anchored to remain anchored in intimacy remain anchored in purpose now talking about the purpose of the early church we know they gave a mighty witness of the resurrected christ wherever they went you know we can talk about the apostles but even if you talk about a normal believer from the early church they were moving in signs wonders miracles proclaiming the gospel planting churches all that and much more planted anchored in purpose and you know they were anchored in the truth of god's word so church even as we look ahead right let's let's remain in god gain our strength from god and this year we have begun um you know with the word that says more glorious and i believe standing here restarting our in person services i just want to declare that word over us once again and say more glorious in christ amen and god is just calling us to continue to be firm continue to be anchored in him in every way possible and we will see his presence we will see his glory manifest like we have never seen before i just want the worship team to please lead us in a time of worship and then we will come back to minister as the lord leads us Just Christ for free peace.
our eyes on you this morning Lord like Peter we thank you God you will cause each one of us Lord to walk on water and Father we just invite you Holy Spirit we invite you to continue to minister to our hearts this morning to continue to anchor us in you this morning Yes, Lord, move upon us. Speak to us, O God. Yes, Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just want to invite our pastors here to please come forward. And as the Lord puts different things in your heart, please feel free to release that word and bless people. All right, just to uh, explain... For some of you who might be a little new, uh, what we're doing here as a team, Penny uh, uh, and Jean, or Pastor Jekumar, Roshan, Nancy, myself, uh, as a team, we, you know, we just want to minister as the Lord leads, right? That's what we're doing. Uh, but I want all of us just to be expectant, right? So our goal is, Lord, we are here. We want the gifts of the Holy Spirit to flow. The Bible talks about the gifts of the Spirit. So we just want to be open to the, the Holy Spirit, let the gifts be released. Uh, it could come through a word of knowledge. It could come through a, a simple word of prophecy. Uh, there could be gifts of healings, the workings of miracles. So, so as a team, we're just being open to minister. Now, as we call something out, as we mention something, I want you to by faith say, God, that's, that's me. So there might be a specific situation or, or, or a, a, a scenario that might be described. I want you to say, God, that's me. I receive it. 
right? So that's what we're trying to do in case you're a little new and you're wondering what's going to happen now. It's just a ministry time where we want to be open to the Holy Spirit. Now, God doesn't have to use just us. As leaders, we're just putting our lives on risk. That's all. But God can work through anyone. So while you're out there, maybe you feel impressed to pray for somebody or for something. Just go ahead and do it. Um, you know, and God can use you right where you are. To minister to people but we just want to you know make ourselves available give this time so that the spirit of god can minister to us so this is basically practicing uh, what the bible teaches us in first corinthians 12 13 and 14 you know just be open when we come together let god minister by his gifts right so right now i just want to uh pray uh, first of all for uh somebody uh, for people who are in uh, right now you're you're in the construction work you're you're actually probably building a house and for whatever reason that that construction project has been delayed or stopped. I just want to speak over that blessing. So just raise your hand. If you identify with me, what I just said, just raise your hands. We know that you know we're not just pulling something of the sky, but God is uh, God is speaking to people here right now. So if you're in that, I can see up one, two, any three hands, four. Okay, just raise your hand. All right, now let's everybody pray. Five, Father, we are praying right now for these people who are in the middle of a construction project, and uh, things have been delayed. But we are speaking right now to them. Today, you are giving them an assurance. Today, you are speaking to them because you know their situation. You know where they are. And you are speaking to them. And Lord, we commission heavenly angels to get on these projects. We commission the angels of God to begin to orchestrate everything that needs to come together for the expediting of this project that delays will no longer be delays, but there will be an uh, expedition, exp- expediting of the whole process. Because angels get on the case. Angels get on these projects in the name of Jesus. And Lord, so I release your word over these projects. I release your word. That they've come here with a burden in their hearts and you know their specific need. And today you are speaking to them. You're releasing your angels on assignment for them. You will cause these things to come to finish, to come to conclusion quickly. Completion quickly. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father. And may they leave this place knowing that there is a God in heaven who knows their situation. And he's intervening. We thank you, Father. We bless you. We bless you. Just want others leave. Please go ahead. Just minister. We'll take time just to pray. Ask the Lord leave. Just be open. Just be let, let the Lord minister to you. Those of you who are watching online, you also connect in prayer. Just say, God, I receive. I receive this. Connect in prayer. Thank you, God. So uh, I'm hearing this phrase um, to cast your net on the other side. This beautiful image of Jesus asking us to cast your net on the other side. I'm also reminded, I feel like saying that, that this is from scripture from First Peter chapter 5, verse 7, where Jesus asks us to cast all our burdens unto him. And uh, I just feel like Jesus is telling some of us, and for far too long, your net has been on the other side. And I feel like Jesus again saying that cast your net on the other side. Cast your burdens on me. Because in fact, I feel again, because of this, because of your net being on the, on the, on the wrong side, 
it's been giving you anxiety and stress and even chest pains and uh, Jesus is inviting you to cast your burdens and your cares and your worries on him so father right now i release your word holy spirit i pray that you will come and and lift our burdens up father i pray for those who are troubled with anxiety and and worry in whatever profession they are involved with father Lord, Holy Spirit, I pray that you will come and ease their spirit. I pray that you will strengthen their feet like the feet of the deer. That they will be able to jump over hills and rocks, Father. I say amen to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. I am receiving the words, certain words like parched, depletion, energy sapped so you may be in a position in the last six months where you've had everything probably a job people to love everything seems okay but yet a sense of dryness I'm just keying in, keying in it with what Bini also just said where couples you all are together spending 24 hours at home yet there's dryness, there's emptiness. I just want to speak a scripture over you that says, the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. He will make you like a well-watered garden and a spring whose waters never fail. Lord, we speak your word into these parched, dry areas of our lives where it looks full but yet has emptiness all written over it. Father, we speak that you will satisfy each of us with your spirit that we will begin to see waters that never fail. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. just uh, sense uh, that you know someone uh, you've had a kitchen accident uh, it's not it's not a major one but uh, it's still you know something that uh, has injured you uh, and uh, um, you know you're upset about it and uh, you know it, it's as if uh, you're, you're asking God uh, whether God notices these small things that that have happened but uh, I, I feel like God is um, speaking the way he spoke to Hagar and he says like I'm the God who sees you uh, whatever you are experiencing whatever you are going through uh, I see everything and I'm concerned about the smallest uh, things that happen uh, in your life uh, and just to just to speak encouragement uh, over your life and 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 just to let you know that God loves God loves so deeply and cares so deeply 
for each and every one of us and this morning i, I just want to encourage you know those uh, like if you if you know this is you and uh, you can sense god speaking to you through this uh, i want you to to receive that love of god and i pray that god's love will take over you right now and minister to your heart minister to your life and do something so special in the depths of your being right now in jesus name Amen. We're just going to sing a song. Um, you know, when we come to church, uh, we don't just come to take attendance on Sunday. We come to meet with God. We come to encounter God. Uh, we come for, you know, because God is real. Jesus is real. We want Him to touch our lives, uh, and He does many things. And one of the things in the Bible is He's our healer. He's our healer. So we're going to just sing this old chorus I am the God that healed thee it's based on the word of God and during that time I just want you to just lay your hand if if you're here this morning there's a he- need for healing in your body do a very simple thing just lay your hand on that part of your body if you can that you want God to touch and heal and as we sing that song I want you to expect God to heal you all right whatever your problem is you got a back problem shoulder problem whatever just lay your hand on that part of your body and As we sing this song, I am the God and healer today. Let God, who is our healer, heal you in his presence. Do with expectation because God is real. His power is real. And today he will meet you and me. Heal us. So let's do that. Just a simple act of faith. Yes, Lord. 
So Father, in the name of Jesus, that healings, miracles take place because you are present. You are the healer. Let pain leave, infirmities, diseases, ailments leave. Let there be healing manifested in the bodies of your people. Even those watching online in their homes. And we thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before Pastor Nancy uh, announces the benediction, just want to let you know that the Lord has ministered to you. If you want to share a testimony, we have a way to do it. You could just email your testimony to testimony at apcw.org. Share with us and then, you know, we will in a future Sunday collect these testimonies and share it with people from the pulpit. Uh, just let God, let people know that God is doing different things. So if you take a moment to do that, whenever you, uh, whenever you can, it'll be an encouragement to the church community. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, church, before we close this morning, just want to invite those you know, who um, have never put their trust in the Lord Jesus to do that. Um, you know, the, the Word of God shows us that the Lord Jesus is God's Son. Uh, he's been sent as a gift for us. He's been sent to to uh, redeem us. And whatever we're talking about today, you know, uh, uh, touching our lives, healing us, delivering us. And that's what the Lord Jesus has, has released to us through the work that he has done on the cross. And God's love, God's love has been poured out for each one of us. And this morning, I believe, you know, it's that love that is calling you. Uh, it's inviting you. And, uh, you know, as you sense the love of God tug on your heart, uh, I just want you to acknowledge who Jesus is, believe him, put your faith in him uh, and say, Lord Jesus, you know, forgive my sins and make me a child of God. I give my life to you. Lead me. Help me to uh, glorify your name. Just go ahead and make that prayer wherever you are. You could be here uh, right now in the auditorium or maybe you're watching from home. I know uh, just go ahead and say, Jesus, come into my life and change my life. And that's what the Lord Jesus will do for you. And Father, we just want to thank you, Lord. We thank you for every life, Father God, that has responded. And Father, we pray in Jesus' name, God, that, Lord, you will lead them uh, into intimacy, purpose, and truth, Lord, the way we've been talking about this morning. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for doing that in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, is there anyone here in the auditorium today? You know, you've made your decision for the first time to accept Jesus into your heart. And if you're here, then it'll be great if you can just raise your hand and indicate to us. Or maybe you're watching from home and you've made that decision. Maybe you can put it on the chat and our volunteers can be in touch with you. And God bless you. God bless you. Uh, thank you so much for um, you know, making that decision. Uh, let's just get ready to close uh, this morning, church. Father God, once again, we praise you, Lord, for giving us this time in your presence. And Lord, we pray, God, we pray that, Lord, you will continue to impart, Father God, your kingdom, Lord, in a greater measure to every heart and every life in the name of Jesus. 
and father we just commit our lives to you god and we say father that all the power the glory the honor lord everything father belongs to you be magnified thank you lord thank you for all that we have learned and all that you have done in our lives today and that you will do father we give you thanks and praise in jesus name we pray amen amen thank you for listening we trust this message was a blessing to you for more free resources including sermons sermon notes publication please visit apcwo.org for information on apc bible college in bangalore please visit apcbiblecollege.org please remember to download the all people's church bangalore app from the app or google play store